Welcome. As we now are going to extend our capital asset pricing model into being able to evaluate assets that have non-systematic risk. So what we're going to have to do when we're faced with an asset such as a stock, a stock, when we measure its risk, it's going to contain risk that's both systematic and non-systematic. So when we measure the risk of this stock, our risk measurement isn't going to re represent efficient risk because it's going to have some of this non-systematic risk involved. So we've got to find a way to get rid of this non-systematic risk. Well, if we take a closer look at the equation that we're using to figure out the expected rate of return for any investment in the capital uh, asset pricing model using the capital market line, we've got to remember that we have that our model is really looking like this, where our expected return for any asset is equal to the risk-free rate plus, and I'm just going to move this along here a little bit, plus the risk-free, uh, plus the <clears throat> slope of the capital market line, so the market risk premium divided by the standard deviation of the market and then we multiply this by the uh, the efficient risk, the only systematic risk uh, of the asset, that standard deviation. And so that's how we come up with the, the capital market line uh, over here. Well I want us to examine this formula a little bit more and we're going to manipulate it a little bit and use some different concepts with it. So notice that we can rewrite it like this. So we can rewrite the capital asset pricing line as our, um, our market risk multiplied by the risk of the uh, associated with an individual asset times the standard deviation of the market. And then when we take this one step further, notice how we can express this same equation as simply being the market risk premium multiplied by this little proportion here. So we take a look at how much risk is there, what's the standard deviation, in other words, of our individual systematic, uh, or individual systematic risk relative to the market itself. Now I'm going to take that and I'm going to do a little bit of thinking with it and we're going to use something called beta. I just want to kind of think about this little expression right here. And what we're trying to do is, is this up here when we've got a efficient uh, asset is entirely systematic risk. So we're swing to see how much this moves with every movement of this. Well, when we've got an asset where our standard deviation is measuring both 
systematic and non-systematic risk, we've got a bit of a trouble. We want to try and figure out how to get rid of that non-systematic risk. And what we do is we take something called the covariance. The covariance essentially says how much does how much is the movement of this attributed to the movement of this? So if the movement of this is only systematic risk, and we say and we ask how much is it does it cause this to move? Then essentially, what we can isolate out use uh, by looking at the variance of the two together, called the covariance. So how much this, these and these two move at the same time, it will give us the systematic portion of this, systematic portion of our asset, and it gets rid of that non-systematic chunk that we don't want to look at, because if we've got non-systematic risk, then it's inefficient. So we look, at, we measure only the systematic risk, and we measure this using beta. So what we're able to do now, we've changed this from the capital market line into the securities market line, and we just kind of plug that in to there, and we come up with a new equation. And our new equation says that the expected return of our asset is equal to the risk-free rate plus the expected return of the market take away the risk-free rate and all of that is multiplied by this factor of beta the systematic risk associated with our asset our previous model well we're now on the risk side going to measure beta and on the y-axis measure the expected return. So again, we know we've got the risk-free rate here. We're going to call this the securities market line now. And we're still going to measure the market bundle. But now we're not measuring its risk with um, with standard deviation, we're measuring its risk with beta. And when we think about it, the beta of the market, we're asking, what's the covariance between the market and itself? Well, the covariance must be 1. And so now what we can do then is when we take a look at the risk premium of the market, so the market risk premium, we know that, that that market risk premium is associated with a beta of 1. When we go and measure the beta of an asset, if it measures less than 1, it's less risky than the market. If it measures more than 1, it's more risky than the market. And what we can see from the formula then so the formula for our securities market line 
is that the expected return is equal to RF plus, and here's our market risk premium, expected return on the entire market, take away the risk-free rate, multiplied by beta. So this thing right here, which is the risk premium for the asset, if our beta is larger than 1, then our risk premium will increase proportionally. And if it's less than 1, again, our risk premium increases proportionally.